Hey, what is up, all my HOTS players and cool customers? I'm cringing so hard right now, but that's okay. Welcome back to League of Legends Radio. I am your host, Ponderous Sea Line. Thank you for joining me on yet another episode. This week, I'll be talking to a highly ranked Heroes of the Storm player about some of the differences between the two games and maybe what the strengths and weaknesses are of each game. Holy crap, I just got through an intro in like 30 seconds. That's never happened. And I'm not going to drag it on any farther, for real this time. So let's get into the episode. Alright guys, we are here this week with Lance, aka Danger Pants. Welcome to the show, Lance. Hey, good to be here. Alright, so I understand that you play both League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. Um, can you give us some general background on you and some general background for people who aren't as familiar with it with Heroes of the Storm? Yeah, sure. Um, so Heroes of the Storm is, uh, yes, another MOBA that has come out in the wake of all the excitement over the last couple of years of MOBAs with the success of games like League of Legends and Dota. Um, so Heroes of the Storm came out early in 2015. Um, at that at that time, um, I was starting to get a little burnt out on League of Legends. Uh, there was a, there was a time when I was playing League of Legends something like 40 hours a week. Uh, I was in fact, uh, there was a time when I was a bronzy, and I decided to take a break from work uh, only because I wanted to grind my way to silver because that was such a, a goal for me. And, and so I did that, and, uh, and Heroes of the Storm came out, uh, I don't know, maybe six months later, and that was this spring of 2015. And uh, I ended up just trying it with friends, and some of the just uh, intrinsic metagame going on in Heroes of the Storm was highly intuitive to me, and I had way more success with Heroes than I did with League of Legends. And uh, you know, just within a couple of months, I was something like rank 20. For those who don't know, the way this works is that um, rather than having a bronze, silver, and platinum categories, Heroes of the Storm, you start out rank 50, and then rank one is the best you can acquire, right? So uh, I, I ended up going down to rank 20. Uh, all of a sudden, I was hanging out in the teens. None of my buddies were ranked up that way. And I eventually hit rank eight, which was pretty serious. I made a very small Twitch following, had people watching me. It was pretty exciting. Um, and I even had people in the same ranks as me getting scooped up by esports teams. And it was such a different experience uh, that I really fell in love with the game. Would you say it was the actual gameplay or just the success that you were having or both that really drew you to Heroes of the Storm? For, for me, it was both. I think, I think you have different types of League of Legends players. You've got folks who... Um, you've, you've got... There's multiple games within the game of League of Legends. It's like a combination of mini-games that make the game. and that's, You've got this laning phase where it's this competition of who can uh, time their last hits just right while also bullying their opponent of their own last hit, you know, and, and it gets more and more advanced, more and more micro. Um, but then how much how much does your last hit timing really matter when you're in a team fight, you know, in the river somewhere? And, that, that's, and the answer is it doesn't matter at all because it's actually 
minigame within the game, and you can start to see the MOBA as a combination of different skills, right? And so uh, Heroes focuses on some skills and makes those skills much more important while making other skills sometimes less important and sometimes obsolete, uh, as is the case with Last Day, which we can get into and a lot of people are, it's just almost like a controversial topic to have a game that doesn't have in lane last hitting as a mechanic. Um, and so for me, I was one of those players where I loved this cerebral exercise of watching the minimap while also watching my player and tracking the opponent's movements and predicting it. Although you can't see where they are, you know what their options are, you know where they're going, um, and being able to take advantage of that. Um, that skill is way more important in the Storm Heroes is a, an objective prioritization game, and the laning phase is uh, more focused on, rather than bullying your opponent out of last hit, you're instead trying to bully them out of regen globes, which is something that spawns in lane, or you're trying to bully them out of uh, experience, because experience is way more powerful in Heroes of the Storm than it is in League, or you're trying to bully them out of pushing the lane, because in Heroes, uh, turrets actually run out of ammo and stop blasting the minions down. And so if you can keep pushing your lane into a turret, uh, you can actually just take the turret because it stops firing. And so lane push is actually a good thing in uh, Heroes where it's not so much a lead. Um, so anyway, so, be, so you can look at Heroes as this alternate where things have been focused on and other things less focused on. And if you're somebody like me who really enjoys the more map-oriented, you know, uh, exciting exercise of tracking your opponents and being ahead of them tactically and the teamwork involved, Heroes is, to me, a better game, uh, and I had more fun with it. And when you're having more fun, you also tend to have more success. The two go hand in hand. Uh, whereas I was one of those players where last hitting uh, was something that I only enjoyed when I was good at it. I didn't intrinsically enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it for its just the merits of, of timing that last hit. It wasn't just naturally a ton of fun to be last hitting all the time. So you would consider Heroes of the Storm to be maybe a more macro-focused game than League of Legends or Dota? Uh, very much, yeah. And, and you know, um, when, I, when I envision Heroes, when I, when I think about the game, it's pretty easy to picture some pros and cons. And uh, for me, the pros by far outweigh the cons. But that's a definite con of Heroes of the Storm, is that some of the micro-clicking game isn't as complex as it is in League of Legends. And that is a really exciting part of uh, League of Legends. If, if you're somebody who, if, if the most exciting thing to you about uh, League of Legends is the micro-clicking, um, you might find a, a, a little disappointment in Heroes of the Storm. And that's not to say that uh, there's no micro-clicking, there's no micro-game. I mean, you still need to be um, great with your mouse, very mechanical. Uh, Heroes of the Storm even has a, one champion that's comprised of two characters, or even three characters. There's a, uh, a Rexar character, which is a hunter who has a pet, and you need to be controlling the hunter and the pet. And it's a very complex character where um, the pet is actually a tank who can disrupt, whereas the main character is a little more squishy. And so you have to be managing them, managing them both effectively in, in team fights and things. And it's, the micro can get really intense. Uh, but that being said, League is definitely more micro. Hots Okay, so now that we've kind of given an overview of the differences between 
what kinds of players may enjoy Heroes of the Storm, what kinds of players may enjoy League of Legends. Could you get down into the more of the nitty-gritty of some specific differences between League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm? I know you mentioned experience being a much bigger factor and last hitting not existing. Could you maybe start off with that? Yeah, sure. Um, a- absolutely. So, I'm trying to think. So, so what, what actually happens here is that um, th- this is going to play into this, what I would consider a big positive, um, is that there's some minor changes that at first don't seem like such a big deal. Then, once you're playing the game, it can seem like a big deal, and you're not sure if you really like the differences. You might even have a, a distaste for it. But then, after you've been playing for even longer, you realize, wow, this this had a major impact on the attitudes of players. So, I'll, 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 I'll give the most basic example. Um, Heroes of the Storm uh, will not show you, when you look at your stats, how many uh, kills you had. It will show you how many takedowns you've had, but it won't show you how many times you had. And, and a takedown, excuse me, is the equivalent of an assist in Raid of Legends. So this means that you don't get to know how many times you had the last hit on an opponent hero. Um, and, and again, this is something that when you first start playing, it can be kind of distasteful. Like you want to know how many times you got that healing blow, but how many times do you really want to know that when you're a support or a tank? Um, I think in the end, those are stats that really only apply to your assassin things. And what can happen in the mid to lower portions of competition is that this can generate an unfair competition between teammates, and you actually wind up with you end up with a teammate who is in fact becoming your enemy because they're upset that you don't have more kills, which is actually last hit. And this is actually because this person who's starting to flame in chat is actually completely ignorant to the concept. So, you know, that, you know, maybe you're playing in bronze or silver or something like this, and somebody's seriously upset because, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe some Riven or something doesn't have as many last hits as the ADC, and they're upset about it, and they feel like they're carrying, and so it's everyone else's fault, and it's starting to flame, where in reality that Riven is maybe providing a lot of crowd control or something that's really allowing the, uh, the, uh, ADC to get those kills. And so what's happened is, uh, I noticed for sure that there is definitely, even even in the high-level competition where people are really taking the game seriously in Heroes, there is less toxicity. Um, I think it's because the game doesn't track those champion last hits. The game does not allow anybody on the team to be more powerful than anyone else. If you get a kill, the power you get from that kill is spread across your whole team like socialism, which, uh, well, anyway, that's a whole conversation in itself, but um, it means that you're less likely to feel like you have an enemy on your team who's holding you down or or flaming you. And and um, that, for me, means I'm happier as a gamer. I'm not hitting this sort of this sort of lull where it's difficult to stay focused on the game because your teammates are putting you in a bad mood and you kind of just want to log out and call it quits. Uh, that really just doesn't happen in Heroes, which, yeah, that's fantastic. So you would say that Heroes of the Storm is a more team focused game than League of Legends? Yeah, yeah, and that's what you hear. You know, that's what you hear. Uh, listeners to this podcast will have already heard that, probably, um, especially from game design designers uh, for Heroes. That was their goal, make it more team-oriented. Uh, but what, what does that really mean? Uh, you know, I think listeners probably want to hear more specifics. And the reality is that um, 
your power being dis- distributed across the team uh, not only means that people don't uh, fall behind, which is, which is nice, but it also means that you depend on each other. Uh, you can't just become a carry and ignore your team, pull off a great play, and then throw it in their face. You depend on them. Uh, and pings mean more. Uh, in League of Legends, we're using pings constantly to talk to each other, and that communication uh, alone can determine the outcome of an impending team fight. But in Years of the Storm, it's not just important, it's paramount. Uh, those pings and that conversation determine where you're going, and if you don't show up uh, in the right places at the right times, there's many more objectives on the map. There's not just a, a baron, which is a huge objective, and a dragon, which is a minor objective, and uh, lanes, which are another objective. Rather, the whole map is just littered with objectives, and you need to be prioritize, prioritizing them together and agreeing. And maybe even if you don't agree, go with the bad decision together and, and turn the map around. And uh, in this way, it is much more of a communicating, positive team effort than I ever felt I had in League of Legends. So you were mentioning that you've had a less toxic player base experience in Heroes of the Storm than in League of Legends, partly due to the fact that it's a more team-oriented game. But do you think that because it's a team-oriented game that's all about sharing power with your team, that it attracts the kinds of players who would be less toxic that, you know, aren't necessarily as focused on the individual play and are more concerned about the team, and so they're less toxic, less likely to be talking about who's carrying and all these other things that we classically see from League of Legends players? Uh, I think the answer is both. And I, it, so, yes, uh, I think if you are a highly individual player, you want to you want to stick out on your team as the best on your team, and then not only be uh, recognized for that, but also use it to really clinch the victory. Um, if you're that sort of mindset, um, the game might weed you out because you can't, can't do it. Um, you depend on your team no matter what at all phases of the game, and your team depends on you, and that never changes. And uh, it's also harder to point out to your teammates that you're doing better than them. Um, the game might weed you out as a player. But I can say, especially at, at the higher ranks where people are getting highly competitive and uh, people are very close to hitting sort of rank one, because that, that, that's where I've been. And I haven't been rank one, but, you know, it, that's where the pros are. And you do still have the personalities who are saying, oh, this guy, this noob is getting carried, um, and things like that. Those conversations still happen, uh, but the game does, isn't set up to allow that to spin out of control. Um, you just can't be so far behind that your teammates stop trying because of you or something like that. And I've seen that happen. Um, this is something else that I that I hugely am a fan of in Heroes of that comebacks are a real thing. Um, there's more objectives and there's clever places for map plays. I mean, I'll give you an example. Imagine this in League of Legends. Imagine if there uh, were two Barons instead of one. And you're in a situation where you can no longer contest the Baron. Like, they are going to take the Baron. A good player will look for another place to at least trade something on the map. Um, if it's possible, maybe go and, and take a tower or turret somewhere. Um, push a lane or something. So you at least get something while they're taking the Baron because you know you can't contest it. Imagine if instead there was multiple Barons on the map. Or maybe some, or some, some other objective that's not a Baron, but is as powerful as a Baron. Now you can, um, even though you can't contest it, you can 
concentrate equally anyhow and keep yourself in the game easier and swing and come back with some clever outplay. And um, the the maps in Heroes uh, continually lend themselves to this. And this is another major difference is that map rotation is part of Heroes of the Storm. You're not, in League of Legends, you have to become an expert on some of the rifts. Whereas every time you queue up in a ranked game in Heroes, you need to be an expert on 10 different maps and understand how the meta changes dramatically. So from game to game, the same champions are not the top tier players. All of a sudden, you're on the Spider Queen map, and it's like, wow, we need to get a pick on Zagara. Or, wow, we're on the Haunted Mines map, can we get Solanas? The metagame changes. Um, but, but also these, these maps uh, lend, that, lend uh, comebacks, or excuse me, lend themselves to more comeback potential. And, and uh, that sort of, that comeback potential is constantly a possibility. Players know it. And so when you're in that situation where you're behind and somebody is an individual who is starting to get toxic, they're just not going to stay there because even though your team is three or four levels behind, you know damn well, you know, you've got, you're still in this. You've still got a pony in the race here. You're, you're, uh, you've seen the comebacks tons of times. Um, let me just say this. In the hundreds of games I've played in here in the storms, I have never been in a situation where my team is having a surrender vote and you're in these death throws for 10 or 15 minutes where the team is more concerned with getting out of the game than getting back into it. Never had that. I've experienced that so many times in League of Legends where I'm no longer focused on going and farming a lane or keeping my, my gold income steady. I'll, all I'm doing is chatting to try to keep somebody from AFK because they're so upset. I've never had it happen in years. Not once. Not, in the, not when I was in the low competition. Not when I'm in the very high-end competition when people are starting to get strung out. Um, and it's because comebacks are always a possibility. Uh, nobody's way behind. No one's identified on the team as clearly the loser on the team. And and it's uh, it's clearly the game itself that's, that's making the toxicity difficult. How's that for a long-winded answer? <laughs> excellent, excellent. So... I guess I'll ask you kind of a hard question now. If you were to take one aspect of Heroes of the Storm, and you seem to have a lot of things that you like about the game, and you were to implement that into League of Legends in a way that makes sense for League of Legends, for all the things that it's known for, and you know, still maintaining the game's identity, which aspect would you take from Heroes of the Storm? Wow, okay. Um... So if we took anything that I like about Heroes of the Storm and put it in League of Legends, it would be blasphemy, right? I, I can't even imagine, <laughs> um, you know what I mean? It's like Heroes of the Storm just released this character that it's one character that's controlled by two people. Literally one of you is controlling where you walk and the other one is controlling a bunch of abilities and it, it's chaos. Uh, and so we're like, the game is still figuring out how that affects the meta and things. And I, I don't know, I think if, if, if you introduced this to League of Legends, you'd have a lot of kids like, oh god, it's just like a Halo Warthog, it's just like a twofer. I mean, it'd be so hard to have map presence, I don't know. Whereas, like a hero, like we're trying these new things. Um, what I want to say is that if we really took anything I like about heroes and put it in League of Legends, it wouldn't be League of Legends anymore. Um, but I can still answer this. If I could change something about League of Legends, and, 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 and this is the reason I went to Heroes, I would go back in time so I could play League of Legends in Season 1. 
because that's why Heroes is so exciting right now. Um, l- let me explain that a little bit in that there is not established metagame in Heroes the way there is a strict metagame in, in a league. If you're listening to this right now and you think that metagaming, or excuse me, that, that metagame is defined as picks and bans and team composition picking your champions, that is part of metagame, but it is only um, a, a slim aspect of it, uh, right? You can actually Google the history of the League of Legends metagame. It's by a guy named uh, Pistallion, and it's in the old League of Legends forums where he really uh, breaks down the history of the metagame in the League. And guess what? Uh, in Season 1, you would put an ADC mid lane alone. That was, I mean, and it's theorized that this is why Misfortune was given an AOE clear, which isn't super useful right now. Because back then, uh, when you're alone mid, sometimes you need that AOE clear. Uh, and, and you know, I think I think it was I'm a cutie pie who said, uh, and don't quote me perfectly on this because I know I'm going to screw this up, but he said something that was like season four gold, a uh, season four gold player was better than most players in season one. If you just took someone from season four, with my like gold and plucked them back into season one, they would instantly be better than all the pros and just dominating the game. And this is because the metagame evolves. And so once you really understand this, that metagame is not champion selection, it's whether or not you put two people in the bottom lane or the top lane, whether or not the ADC is alone or not. Um, uh, you know, you die when HP equals zero. That's the game. Turns do damage to champions without minions. Um, that's the game. The game ends when Nexus is, when, when, when the Nexus itself is at zero HP. Here's the game rules. Those are not the metagame. The rules created slowly by the players, like putting the ADC in the bottom lane, is the metagame. Um, you know, which champions are popular at picking banning, um, that, that's only a smart, small part of the metagame. And the full metagame is still evolving in Heroes, and that's what's exciting. You can try crazy things. And when you find something that works, it's incredible. Uh, you get this, and this is why I skyrocket it, is you find these little things that other people aren't doing yet, and you get to be a pioneer. If you want to be a pioneer in a MOBA that has high potential and still has a five, you know, half a million dollar prize pool at the annual world champion, so you at least have a, a decent shot at being a pro with still a legitimate eSport game, if, if, if you want to be a pioneer, Heroes is for you. Um, especially if you, you uh, like me, we're figuring out that uh, you just didn't have the sort of uh, micro last hitting skills necessary now with all the competition worldwide in League of Legends, but you are excellent in other ways, particularly around map awareness, um, leadership, calls, you know, call shot and things like that, or shot calling. Um, it's, you know, right now is the time to really advance the meta in Heroes and, and be that pioneer and, and be that be that sort of, that, I guess, hero. It's really an exciting uh, feeling of success. Wow. So we've been talking mostly about gameplay up until this point, but I kind of want to shift over to maybe more of what you would see outside of the game. So maybe what is the difference in playing a game run by Blizzard compared to playing a game run by this startup Riot Games? Like, Blizzard has this you know, endless supply of funds they can dump into this game and all these resources compared to Riot, who, I mean, until they made a billion dollars in 2014, was really a smaller company. What are the differences? What is that 
How does it affect your experience as a player in and out of the game? Uh, the first thing I can say for sure is that, um, I mean, communication is like identical uh, between the patch notes and forums. And I've been active in the in the forums, and it feels like the same thing. Um, same level of engagement, uh, same level of notifications, and, and things like that. Um, in, in terms, like in terms of the the, the game, the game clients, the loader before you actually get into a battle. I, I really, I really am disappointed in Heroes of the Storm UI a little bit, and you'll, and you'll notice that too if, if you try the game out. It feels a little bit clunky, um, but once you get it in game, everything is absolutely smooth. Um, you feel the same level of quality that you feel in League of Legends in some aspects, maybe even uh, a little bit higher quality. But um, I mean, one minor note: Heroes of the Storm's replay really sucks. Like, uh, I mean, you, you can't just, like, track forward to an exact point in the game you want to watch. You have to, like, fast forward as if it was, like, a VHS because that player was just ridiculous. Uh, so um, there's, there's a couple clunky parts of the actual software that just haven't caught up to League of Legends, but it's all outside of the game, you know? Um, the replay and the, the loader client things feel a bit clunky, but um, one, one cool thing is that... Um, in terms of how you collect your champions, Heroes of the Storm was doing champion mastery prior to League of Legends, and it's a much more rewarding experience when you level up your, your champion. Um, you, you get gold, you unlock skins, so every every hero has skins that you can pay money for, just like uh, just like League, but you also have skins you can you can uh, unlock just by playing, which is really rewarding. Um, you also get portraits and things that you can unlock. Um, and so, so that's something that, that Heroes is doing right and doing well. But if I were just going to zoom out, look across the board at, at, at the level of quality, I, I'd say they're on par with one another. It's not a big difference. While we're talking about that, because Heroes of the Storm is, of course, much more in its fledgling state than League of Legends, League has had six years to grow and expand and become the most played game in the world. Would a comparison of the esports scene between Heroes of the Storm and League even be fair at this point? Right. Uh, it is so much more exciting to watch uh, League of Legends esports right now. Um, you know, Heroes of the Storm esports is a real thing, and, and who knows what the future holds. Will it, will it grow? Will it shrink? Uh, who knows? Like, like I said, uh, they, they did have a half a million dollars at their World Championship for Heroes this year, and that is the... 18th largest, I'd have to go back to the website, you can check out that tracks this sort of thing, but I believe that was the 18th as of now, uh, largest prize pool in history, and that's across all games, you know, that's considering Call of Duty and everything, considering Dota and League of Legends, um, so there's, there's definitely a legit force in terms of uh, being able to have fun, and also at BlizzCon, uh, I, I guess, I've heard from guys that it was just unreal, the level of quality of this, with the stages, you know, uh, Heroes of the Storm has these maps where these, one of the objectives is you have to control a statue. When you control a statue, it shoots lasers. And I guess just the on-screen, on-stage effects as an observer watching these lasers were actually kind of shooting across the stage, across some of the players' faces and things, uh, was just highly engaging, where, like, a part of the map that's happening in-game is actually affecting the stage. You know, obviously you get the cool things, like when somebody dies or the team is aced, all the stages glowing red and, or, or whatever, and, and that's happening too, but in addition to that, there's other cool things that Blizzard is trying to do to make the, 
the esports fun to observe and watch. Um, but in terms of the hype and excitement, yeah, here's the storm just isn't there yet. And uh, I wish it was. I wish there was more people like me really uh, giving it their all uh, and advancing the meta. Uh, right now, that meta is so exciting. It's changing. Uh, new counters uh, are coming up all the time. People are utilizing them. And then there's the counters to the counters and brand new ideas. And you're constantly thinking, wow, this guy was clever. I can't believe he thought this team is wild. Just haven't seen that before. Uh, whereas when you're watching League right now, you're watching somebody... Uh, attempts to fulfill a well-defined role, and whoever fulfills that role better wins or is more impressive. And don't get me wrong, I love watching that, just like everyone else. But you don't get to see something brand new as often in League of Legends as you do in Heroes, and that's what's got me just loving it. While you have mentioned that League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm are two very different games, of course, would you say that your level of skill, maybe when you were initially playing League of Legends and then moved over to Heroes of the Storm, or now that you've gotten good at Heroes of the Storm and you're still playing some League of Legends, would you say that either of the games has heightened or helped your gameplay in the other? Yeah, okay, so uh, there's no doubt that League of Legends is the reason I was good at Heroes of the Storm. Um, if, if, if you know how to play, if League of Legends has successfully taught you how to watch your mini-map, more often than watching what's actually going on on your, the rest of your screen and you know how to track the entire enemy's map or presence at all phases of the game, you're already like years ahead of uh, a lot of the heroes players. You know? And and if, if those are things you're good at, uh, you're just going to excel in heroes. Uh, on the other hand, if you do play heroes, you're going to emphasize on that even more. You're going to get better at quickly calculating your contention capability. By that I mean... Your enemies are starting to posture for some huge objective, and you have to decide within seconds uh, whether or not you can beat them while they're doing that objective, or beat them while you're simultaneously trying to do that objective, or um, what, what your contention capability is, or should you back out and try to get something else to trade. Um, that is happening at, at such a different, more advanced level in here than it ever is in League that you're going to get very good at it, and it's going to help you when it comes time to look at that Baron. Um, I could feel myself thinking more calmly about those situations when I got back into League. Um, but my already poor last hitting just went through to the floor. Like, I am just the worst last hitter in the world now because that's not, that doesn't exist in Heroes. Um, my positioning and my positioning skills are amazing. Uh, well, I shouldn't talk, I, I, obviously I make mistakes all the time, but in terms of positioning and team fighting, um, engaging and thinking. I'm much more calm as a player now after the extensive years experience. But my uh, uh, last hitting skills have plummeted, absolutely plummeted. All right, so let's give a hypothetical example. I am a Diamond League of Legends player, and I'm looking to get into Heroes of the Storm. What is something maybe in my mindset or in maybe something that I'm used to doing mechanically that I'm going to have to throw out the window to really be able to immerse myself in Heroes of the Storm and really get good at this game? Um, I, I, so when it comes to especially micro game and mechanics, your mouse, how good you are with your fingers quickly under the clutch and rewarding yourself, it's all there and waiting for you in Heroes. Fitting, fitting your auto attacks between steps when you're playing a ranged auto attack champion, um, 
basically knowing the range of your abilities so that you can put them on autocast and and work directly in between a big team fight and just thinking quickly, uh, knowing what your opponent's abilities are about to be and pushing them into a scenario where they can't use it or whatever it is, um, it's all waiting for you uh, in Here's the Storm to the same degree it is in League of Legends. And, and it's maybe even more rewarding in Here's the Storm if not for the simple fact that uh, there aren't as many competitive players and heroes. So if you want to just kind of feel like a, a, a big fish in a little pond, you can go over to Heroes for a while and, and feel like a pretty cool guy <laughs> which dominates, <laughs> dominates the fight. Um, you just have to be ready to give up on some concepts such as, you know, it's much more important in League of Legends to stay in lane and farm with last hit, whereas in Heroes, you're gaining a map tactical advantage sometimes when you leave that lane and go with your team to hit something really big earlier in the game. So as long as you're ready to kind of give up those um, some of those nuances and, and try out some of things, you can really use your micro game to dominate in Heroes right now. Okay, so even though it is a more macro-focused game, as you mentioned, having the micro already be there will still help players out a ton when they switch over from oh, yeah. League of Legends to Heroes of the Storm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. You were mentioning how League of Legends nowadays has a much more strict metagame than it did in, in days past, whereas Heroes of the Storm is more in that state of Season 1 League of Legends where you know you're, people are still trying all these crazy things. But are there... Of course, the roles are going to be comparable between the two games, but are there any specific differences between the roles in Heroes of the Storm and League of Legends that you would like to cover? Oh, sure, absolutely. There's one specific role that's sticking out as being different, and the meta, I, I think the meta is still figuring out exactly how to handle it, and that is that supports are very different in Heroes. I think, uh, I think being a support in, in Heroes is a little more exciting than in League. Um, uh, I, the truth is I really I enjoy being a support in League of Legends, and, and uh, that's not sweat, but I feel like there's less dread when you're at when you're the fifth pick in draft pick, and you're like, oh shoot, I have to cover support. There's less dread in heroes because the support uh, has much more. They're much more capable of keeping the team alive. Uh, if well, if a support is staying alive himself or herself, they're healing at a rate that Riot would just never allow. Um, I mean, it's much more fun for me. Uh, you're not as dreaded. Is like when you're in that, you know, law of bronze, just nobody wants to be the support. Um, uh, so support's now like a valid priority in team fights, and that's interesting. Uh, I mean, not always the vet, you know, the definite priority, but often they are. It's part of the meta right now to figure out as a team whether the support is worth focusing first. Um, and, and sometimes, sometimes you're even to a point where instead of the support peeling for an ADC, You've got uh, maybe even your tanks coming back and peeling for the support, and things things get really interesting there, which can actually cause a more extended team fight, more opportunities for outplay, and I personally am really enjoying it. Uh, but I, I, I still think we're gonna wait and see how that meta plays out uh, as people get more and more used to it. So would you say that maybe it's to sort of compare it to League of Legends, it's maybe like if the other team has a Soraka or something on it that you know is just going to keep healing and healing and healing if you don't do something about it at the very beginning of the team fight. You just spoke my thoughts, man. That's the exact <laughs> analogy I'm about to make. Is there anything else that you would like to cover 
on Heroes of the Storm versus League of Legends? Anything else that you think is interesting or... You know, there's a lot of other things that I think are interesting. Minor little things like the fact that you can actually mount and, and move around and mounting becomes not only just a part of moving on the map, but actually becomes an active part of setting up an engagement or combat and things. And, um, but you know what? Uh, I would just invite people to go ahead and check it out themselves and see if they like it. There's a lot that uh, I'm not going to cover here. And, and if you're curious, go ahead and, and check out the details yourself. All right, guys. That was Lance, also known as Danger Pants. That is his name in both League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. And before we sign off, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I don't mind uh, just uh, mentioning an Android app that I actually wrote recently. Um, I, when I was really serious about ranking up in League of Legends, I was constantly frustrated uh, with disconnect. I mean, I was to a point where like one in every like five or six games, I would end up losing due to some kind of disconnect. Um, or, or lag spike that would send me out so bad the game would crash or something. And speed test, I was using speedtest.net to like try to check like is my connection any good? And um, being somebody from an IT background like I am, I just knew that that wasn't giving me the information I really wanted. What I wanted to know wasn't like is my internet working right now, but am I going to hit a lag spike in the next five minutes or something like that? And there wasn't an app or anything that would do that. And if if you were good. Um, you knew what you were doing. You could open up a terminal and do a ping and let the ping run for a while and interpret the, the results. Um, I went ahead and made an app. Um, at first, I wasn't going to release it. I was just going to make it for myself. Eventually, I just put it on the Play Store. It's free. There's no ads. I'm not making money off it. Uh, but if you're interested, uh, go ahead and check it out. Um, the way it works is that it's for Android only. Download it. You press one button. Let it run for a minute or two and you'll get a pretty good feel for uh, whether or not you can trust that, that internet connection. You know, whether you're at the coffee shop or a buddy's house who says his internet connection is good, but he always seems to be lagging out, or check your own connection. Um, go ahead and check it out. It's called LOL Ping Test on Android Market. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Again, that was Lance. He is a highly ranked Heroes of the Storm player. He's been playing for quite a while, and he knows a lot about both League of Legends and Heroes of the Storm. So, again, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. I had a great time. Well, friends, that's the end of another episode of League of Legends Radio. We've laughed, we've cried, we've experienced some third emotion, and it's been fun, but now I have to sign off. Before I do, I have to ask you, please, follow me on Twitter at Radio. You can also follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ponderouscelion. That's me. If you see anyone else claiming to be me, that's not me. <laughs> what the hell? All of my uh, impersonators out there trying to be me, you know, ponderouscelion. Like, if you see that bastard ponderouscelion but with a zero instead of an O, that's not me. I don't know who that is, but you can't trust him because he's already trying to steal my identity. Well. Intro was a lot smoother than the outro this week, but uh, that's okay, right? Thank you guys for downloading this episode of League of Legends Radio. Your continued support over 26 episodes. It's crazy that I've done that many, but it really does mean a lot to me. And for you guys to share it or talk to your friends about it or whatever it is you do, I really do appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. Hopefully you can see me as more than just you know, the guy with the smooth, sexy radio voice, because that's what you guys all see me as. 
Thank you guys for downloading this episode of League of Legends Radio, and I'll catch you on the flippity-flop. This has been League of Legends Radio.